Good morning. It's 7 a.m. The weather is 72 degrees with scattered clouds. The surf conditions are fair with waist to shoulder high lines. High tide will be at 10.52 a.m. Systems are now fully operational. Hello. It's Lacey. Um, this is one specifically um, for our friends, the prospective adopters. Now we are working on some more um, content specifically for prospective adopters and I did post um, on the best, in my opinion, group for people to get advice about the um, process, uh, which is Doctor Support and Advice UK, about things that prospective adopters might just want to ask adopters to get reassurance about or to get more information on and two people within quite a short amount of time said do you actually live a normal life as an adopter can you live a normal life as an adopter is it all doom and gloom um and i thought i might be a good person to handle this because one of the the big reasons that you've adopted what now the group came about is because I have an absolute desire to live a completely normal life with my family. I don't want to be paying lots of money to certain organisations for them to fix my child. I don't need to be going on forums to discuss my child's behaviour. It was really important to me from the beginning that an adopted child, because I've got birth children already here, would be able to have the same sort of life as, the, as they do, as the boys do. Now, I don't care what Jane on Facebook or Trevor on Spotify thinks about me saying this. It has to fit all areas of your life, adoption does. And a big thing for me, before we'd even finished stage two, when we start talking about the sort of child we need or we'd like or our family, I suppose the best way of saying it, because I'm betraying my own belief saying we need, the sort of child who I could provide a family for, first and foremost, the sort of child I can provide a family for is not a child who needs to be hidden. It's not a child that I need to go onto witness protection for. I share things on my Facebook. My daughter is on my Facebook. My sons are on my Facebook and Instagram. We are not the family that are gonna be going into the school and saying, well, you can have pictures of my sons, but you can't have any pictures of my daughter. That doesn't align with me it's not the life I could successfully offer a child so straight away it was a need a need to be matched really with a child from a low risk background and when they asked you know oh, okay why I just said I didn't think I could manage having to have certain areas I can't go to having to not put my child on Facebook because it's actually a big part of, of what I do and that was before we'd even started this group so that was one thing the other thing was age. Now everybody wants a baby or seems to want a baby and the very virtuous ones who want older children or children with disabilities hats off to you but I've got two birth children at home. I needed somebody who's particularly you know hadn't had too much of a rough time and was as young as possible and that was thankfully agreed um, by our team because they said you know your boys need a baby really but you may have to wait and I said listen I am not expecting you to find me this child out of nowhere and just give me my dream child I'm absolutely prepared to have to wait I'm prepared to have to make 
um, compromises, but there are some hard points that I can't compromise on because of my children, the existing children. Now, I was actually let away with that without being made to feel guilty because I'd got birth children. But I don't see how as prospective adopters, when you go into that whole talking about children thing, you can't say that. You can't say, actually, do you know what? I need a kid who I can provide a life to that, that I haven't got to hide. And some people are absolutely fine with not sharing their children on social media. Some people think it's the most grotesque thing ever to put a picture of your kid on Instagram. That's absolutely fine. That's what's fine for your family. Um, for mine and for lots of other people's, you know, it, it's okay. And there are adopters that share their children on social media. But it's just that when you put something like that in little pockets of the adoption community, especially online, you get told you're not allowed to. Yes, you are allowed to. It just has to be a wide up risk. So that's one aspect of my life. It's completely normal. My daughter lives as my daughter. There's no restrictions on where I share her image. Nobody's looking for her. Her birth family are an absolutely no risk to me whatsoever. If they knew where I lived, I wouldn't move house. It would be absolutely fine. So, there's that. My daughter was nine months when she came home. She's now just over two. I don't do that whole, oh, she's 72 months business. So she's, she's just over two. Um, and we go on days out. She stays at other people's houses with us. I'm that mum. I don't really leave my kids. But we stay at other people's houses. My in-laws live in Wales. We go to Wales with her we are her security she's very strongly attached to us and i think that was that was a, a combination of luck and judgment i didn't let anybody do anything for my child for a long time after she came home so she is absolutely securely attached to me i meet all of her needs she absolutely implicitly trusts me and anything i say we're doing is going to be fun it's going to be fine it's going to be safe so she's a very adaptable child. However, she's a child with trauma. So as with any kid, and I don't care if it's a kid you gave birth to or a kid you adopted, you have to know their limits. My eldest son is neurodivergent. I have to know his limits. I know subtle cues for that boy when he's had enough and I might have spent 200 quid and we could be at Alton Towers. That's a birth child. I know when he's had enough, I know how to pull him out of the situation. With my daughter, I know when she's showing signs of being uncomfortable, she's not a screamer yet, she's more of a fauna, she's more of a, um, she will be overly compliant or she'll be very quiet, but it's up to me as her mum to know her triggers, but we live extremely normally, we go on days out, some days out are an absolute success, others days out are shit, and we roll with it, same with, you know, we're not completely routine led. We have a bedtime routine, but that's it. We go out some days, some days we don't. Some days we have loads of beige food and pepper pig and I sit scrolling TikTok. Other days I'm down on the floor painting. It's, it's, it's a balance, you know, I've got birth children and I know with, with them, you know, they're not, they haven't got trauma that, that she's got, but kids need you to treat them as an individual and every day as an individual. And I can't tell you enough anybody who's listening to this is thinking I just don't want the bullshit that I just seem to see online all the time it's not like that day to day there are some people who are quite happy living on the outskirts of life and will do everything just that little bit differently to everybody else and will follow everything to the absolute letter and stress themselves out but you know want to talk about all the worst case scenarios but honestly I have absolutely no doubt that in about 12 months time my kid is going to give me a bit of a rough time 
she gave me a rough time when she first came home I know when she hits kind of three-ish she'll give me a rough time and then I know that it'll be periodically on and off till she's a teenager and then she'll put me through the ringer and then she'll be all right and I know that with absolute certainty because I'm not stupid I'm fully aware of how trauma works I myself am a care leaver I'm informed but she's still a child first and foremost so we still do things that children do um it's it's as complicated as you make it know what you're able to offer as you go into matching as you go into getting people to look for a child and stick firm with that know what you want your life to look like in five years any kid i don't care whether you've made them or adopted them or they're under sgo or what any kid is going to throw you curveballs it's what kids do it's how you react to them find a way of having your family that completely aligns with your beliefs and you'll have a really happy time and even in the shit times even in the hard times even in the times when you think to yourself the fuck did i do this for you come out the other side but you're living the life that you want to live because nobody's made you compromise because actually you didn't feel like you could say that you want a child that you can show all your mates on social media once you've got the adoption order through actually a child that's really rigid and maybe needs parents that are homebodies and don't like going out on loads of days out and things like that because they've had trauma around that or you know a slightly older child who the needs are already known and that's perhaps not going to mash in with what you want from your future don't be afraid to speak up and be advocates for yourselves and what normality looks like for you i go to bed at eight o'clock every single night lie in my bed watch tv and chat shit with my husband that's not normal to some people some people are only just sitting down to dinner then that's not normal to me look at what you want in the future and go for it and be prepared to wait if you've got to wait you've got to wait we actually were linked in stage two because my daughter popped up absolutely perfectly for us there are going to be tough times i'm not a div i know what's going to happen i know what's going to come she's a girl first and foremost you know i've had good and bad times with my lads who are you know they're my birth children but because i'm not compromising who i want to be as a mum, i'm not following a parenting style that doesn't sit with me i'm not following a lifestyle that doesn't suit my family and doesn't suit what i intrinsically want to be i'll just roll with it it's fine a great support network and i would just say if you take anything out of this 10 minutes of rambling it's very actually very very possible to live what your normal is and your normal will evolve and don't be afraid to advocate for yourself because i live a very regular life to me but also to people on the outside world and it does feel authentic after you've got over the original shock of the fact that you're bringing up a child you didn't make that is a shock but you soon get over it and you even forget because you're that used to considering it anyway that it just becomes part of who you are and it's great it's ace and if i'll get one thing from this podcast is people realizing that you haven't got to be the archetypal adopter to adopt you can adopt and want to live a very regular life and it's entirely possible and i am active on that group and most people know i am lacey dangerfield if you've got anything you'd like to ask me or anything you'd like to um request us to talk about i know some people don't want to ask these questions in public you're more than welcome to inbox me and let's get the conversation open let's start normalizing adoption 
Let's start normalising parental autonomy. You haven't got to therapeutically parent an adopted child. You just need to be aware that they've got trauma and that you don't hit them. You know, I'm generalising it, but let's open these conversations up. Let's ask the questions, learn from us, because adoption is amazing. And if you can do it, you should do it. And most people can do it. And there is something coming soon on barriers to adoption. And I hope that will be really helpful too.